is The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. We are at the Union Pub and Grill for the Monday edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And for the next hour, we'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, we will take your text this hour. You can text us, 304-399-8255. That's 304-399-8255. We're firing up the text machine today. Of course, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. The Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. This is the perfect day to come down. Get out of the rain for a while. Just come down, hang out here at the Union Pub and Grill, of course. We've got all the TVs fired up. We've got NBA. We've got hockey action all across the TVs tonight. So whatever you want to watch, baseball as well. We've got that for you here at the Union Pub and Grill. Now, coming up later on the show, I've got him coming down here in a few minutes, so he will make his appearance on location. John Mercer is going to join us, Marshall Tennis Coach. Uh, We're going to talk to him about the season that was and wasn't a great season for Marshall Tennis. Uh, It was definitely not where this team expected to be. So we're going to talk to John in a few minutes and get his thoughts on the season, looking ahead, and, of course, later on we'll get your phone calls in and – we got a lot to get into. The NBA is still firing up, and uh, we've got some hockey action for you as well. And You've been watching the playoffs. I've been gravitating more towards hockey this week than I have the NBA. Um, I'm interested in the Cleveland series. That seems to be a series now. Yeah, usually I'm not really a big fan of the first round of the NBA. It's too predictable. It's pretty much chalk. But at least Indiana's been making it interesting for Cleveland. We'll see how that one goes. I've been definitely following uh, some of the hockey series. Um, A fun series. I don't know if the scores were any indication of how fun it was, but Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, that was really a fun series. And now Pittsburgh awaits. I've been keeping an eye on that Capitals and Columbus Blue Jackets series. I didn't think I would be rooting for the Capitals, but I am. Usually I don't root for the Capitals, but they make such a great villain. And Ovechkin is a player that really, I need to see him in the second round. I need to see Alex Ovechkin get some playing time in that second round. He doesn't do that very often. He doesn't get out of that second round very often when he's there. So that's where we're at right now as far as the playoffs are concerned. Washington and Columbus that is 7.30 tonight. The Capitals can clinch and eliminate Columbus. I know it's going to be a big deal in Columbus. Uh, they opened up some extra seats for the arena, trying to get a real raucous crowd there. And it should be a fun one, though. Series uh, lead for the Capitals. Can they clinch this? Or is this going to go seven? Because these are the two teams that are notorious for just not getting it done. If you talk about choking, Right now, it's Washington and Columbus. Those are your two teams that always seem to choke in the NHL. So can Columbus come back and force a Game 7, or will Washington actually get the job done tonight and finish this thing in 6? So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, NBA, I know I'm keeping an eye a little bit on the Cavs, but really I've been watching that Rocket series with Minnesota, and right now the Rockets lead that one 2-1. to one course I want Houston to win that one obviously I've got that D'Antoni rooting interest there if I get to pick a team other than Cleveland I'm rooting for right now it's probably Houston and for self-serving reasons I want to 
final between Houston and Cleveland. I don't know if we're going to get that, but that's what I'm looking for as far as the NBA is concerned. So we've got a lot to get into. Uh, We will go over everything that happened this weekend. Uh, I want to remind you, if this weather holds out, we're going to have baseball action for you tomorrow. Virginia and Marshall will hook up in the Capital Series uh, taking place in Charleston. They play one in Charleston. They're going to play one in Morgantown. Weather permitting, we'll have that game for you tomorrow. 5.50 is going to be our airtime, and Steve Cotton will have the call of that one. So let's hope that the weather just goes away and we have some baseball action tomorrow. It's going to be fun at the ballpark tomorrow. They're going to have a doubleheader up there. They've got their uh, game tomorrow with uh, the kids coming in at 10.30. Also, they have got, of course, the Mountaineers and the Thundering Herd. And guess what? We have coming in the door now at the Union Pub and Grill Oh, he's bringing gifts. We'll talk about this when we come back from break. I'm going to uh, make our producer, Luke Creasy. And, oh, wow, he is coming with gifts. I'm going to have to just tweet these out. I'll tweet these out, the gifts he's bringing me. We'll talk about it when we come back from break. You're listening to The Drive right here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, if I could teach coaches to just bring me gifts all the time, it would be a great gig here. I've got in my hand uh, a legendary autograph, Mario Lemieux, signing the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions hat 2016-2017. I'll be making some people jealous back at this. Also, I've got my my new team. I've adopted the Las Vegas Golden Knights. John Mercer was there, so he obviously is going to pick me up some swag when he was there earlier this year. By the way, John Mercer here at the Union Pub and Grill. Talk a little tennis. We'll talk hockey, too. That'd be great. You, um, you're a Penguins fan. You're a big oh, Pittsburgh yes. boy. I think we've documented that <laughs> enough. <laughs> Gotta love my Berg teams. So at least you got uh, you, you got them because, well, the, the Pirates are terrible right now. <laughs> what the heck happened? I don't know. That's Good your start. rival. Good start. And I got sidetracked, and uh, next thing I know, we lose four in a row Philadelphia. Unheard of. That's not good for you. No. That's not good for your no. psyche at all. They'll get it back, though. They're off yeah. today to kind of reset. Yeah. And recoup. They're a young group. They're a young crew, so hopefully they're just kind of resetting after that good start. It's terrible for you, though, the way the Steelers are playing and it's just the way the Penguins are playing. It's terrible. <laughs> we have some backup teams, yeah. You think the uh, Phillies just took it out on the uh, Pirates because the uh, Penguins took it out on the uh, Flyers? That's what I heard. I heard they were quite abusive because they were not happy about the Penguins So they in their town, them. winning every game. They abused them. <laughs> Even though it was a six-game series, they really abused them. Yeah, that's what I heard. I've, I've been, we've had a crazy week, so I had, I got a little sidetracked from my sports the last uh, week, but uh, that's, that's what I heard. I heard when they wanted to turn it on, they could turn it on. You have been uh, sidetracked a little. You've had a crazy week. You've had, of course, Marshall tennis, and then of course you've got uh, other tennis tournaments because, well, y- the the Mercer name in tennis uh, goes past Marshall. You're everywhere now. You're dominating all tournaments, just about. <laughs> well, when you have four children that are uh, between grade school, middle school, high school, and college, you're pretty much covering uh, the entire sports world right there. Is that your goal, to eventually set a line of succession from you to whichever Mercer child wants to take the job next at Marshall and then go from there, just always have a Mercer installed at Marshall? Uh, that would be nice. I don't know. I need to I need to talk them into it a little bit. So my oldest is getting ready to graduate. So uh, I think she's going uh, – she signed on to go work in D.C. for a while to see, see how that goes. John Mercer is our guest from Marshall Tennis. So um, 
you've had a you've had a, a not John Mercer year when it comes to your squad, and it's got to be the most frustrating season you've ever suffered through because you couldn't do anything to stop it. You can't coach your way out of injuries, can you? No. Uh, I don't know. Everyone I talked to have had a, you know a lot of support from other coaches, which has been really nice, uh, even with our own, uh, within our own conference. Uh, you know, a lot of guys coming up to me and uh, you know calling me on the phone, and you know, or seeing them even at the conference tournament this last week, and you know, just expressing that you know if you're in it that long, uh, sooner or later something's going to happen, and and uh, that was basically it. Uh, it was kind of one of those years where. Uh, if something could possibly happen, it, it happened, uh, you know, uh, from injuries to uh, academic issues to uh, just about everything. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to regroup here. Uh, Going to have some new new players coming in. Uh, you know, had some graduate, uh, you know, who actually had really good careers. But, uh, you know, when, when you can't get six players out there, uh, Feeling healthy, it really makes it tough on the team. At this point, you just you can't throw your hands up and go, "Okay, I quit." You still have to coach through it, and, right? You know, how do you do that? How do you get, try to get everyone else through this, knowing that uh, this think, is going to be what it is? Yeah, I think you know, Jason and I, you know, Jason, my assistant, um, <laughs> it was his first year actually, <laughs> which was kind of uh, funny. He's fantastic. He is really good, and uh, you know, I kept having to express him that this isn't normally what happens here. Uh, this is kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, we never went into a match even though thinking that we were going to, like, lose the match. I mean, you know, you kind of run these scenarios through your head that, you know, okay, if we have this happen and this happen and this happen, and then, you know, in the end we could pull this one out. And, uh, you know, we were, a lot of times we were that close. If you look at our scores, you know, we lost a lot of matches 4-3. I mean, we were basically putting out for the majority of the season 4 healthy well not even four healthy players really like two healthy players because uh, we had people who were playing uh when we were down the four or five people we had two three people playing who weren't at 100 percent and uh that makes it tough but you're still kind of rationalizing in your head going you know if we can get this get the doubles point you know get into the singles you know maybe the other team will start feeling the pressure a little bit and uh we end up losing a lot of four three matches five two matches matches that were seven five in the third and came down to, you know, one point or two points in the doubles. And uh, even those didn't seem to break our way uh, the majority of time. So, uh, you know, like I said, you know, you, you, make a, you make a long list of things that you think you need to work on and improve and, you know, what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, we'll look, to, look forward to uh, getting a fresh start in the fall. And that's uh, what's coming up next. So without going into too much detail, I guess, um, how do you make a fresh start? What do you do different? You've been used to success and then all right. of a sudden you have a lot of things just taken out of your control how can you how can you improve next year other than keeping everyone healthy for first right part? yeah well we have we have a fair amount of turnover so really uh right now we have three players coming back so that leaves us with five spots uh, you know as of now four of them we filled so you know that's good hopefully we can fill the fifth with a another really uh top of the lineup you know one two three player uh, if we do that, we'll be fine. Uh, you know, that that's a lot of turnover. Uh, you know, again, it's kind of like some of those people coming back need to get healthy. You know, there's three coming back. Two of the three had issues uh, all year, you know, that really hurt. Uh, the, you know, get them out on the court, you know, playing and playing at 100%. You know, so you kind of look at, you know, what they're capable of and you're going, okay, they're underachieving here based on, 
you know, what they've done in the past. And, uh, but you just, you can't do anything about that. I mean, you know, uh, injuries happen, you know, illnesses happen, things, you know, just sneak up on you. Uh, so, you know, we, we basically, you know, people might not know, we have eight players on the team normally. Uh, you need at least six to play. Um, you know, uh, we don't normally carry any walk-ons here just because it's, it, it's the level that we're playing. It's just not practical. I mean, they're not really going to help uh, if we were to get uh, walk-ons. But, uh, you know, once you cut into that eight, you know, you, that's when you run into trouble. And that's what happened. And, uh, you know, the 25 years that we've been here, uh, Laurie and I, who you know, Laurie, my wife, who was also the coach at one point, uh, we never had this happen. I mean, to this extent, we've had years where we've gotten down to six, uh, where we've kind of had to, you know, tape them back together again, <laughs> a lot of super glue, and uh, we were able to pull through it. But you know, this year it just seemed that one thing kind of compounded on another, then another, and another, and the next thing you know, you kind of have a, a season where you're, you know, just struggling to uh, get to the end of the year and, and have a team. You have a state-of-the-art medical facility right down the road, and I'm sure that um, they got tired of seeing you this year, at least your, your squad coming in there. Uh, how yes. worse would it have been <laughs> if you didn't have uh, everything that Marshall offers now as far as sports medicine? Yeah, I mean, they're awesome. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, you know, you couldn't ask for a better service. I mean, uh, you know, we do a lot of traveling around the country, and, uh, you know, have a lot of recruits come in, and, and they are always very impressed. Uh, so, yeah, that that's a big help. Uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes injuries just take time. You know, no matter what, doesn't matter if you have the best doctor in the world. Uh, you know, you can't you can't heal some of them. So, uh, the infamous lower body injury of the hockey player. Right? <laughs> you know, you'd like to you know have the doctor walk in there and just work his magic and say, okay, he can play tonight. And Sometimes it just doesn't happen, and that was kind of the, the case here. So as far as recruiting is concerned now, this opens up uh, a lot of flexibility for you at least. Uh, mm -hmm. I know it's kind of difficult sometimes to try to replace almost your entire team, but at the same time you've got now the opportunity to go out and maybe go after some more players than normally you'd have to focus on one or two, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah, we were able to sign. Uh, in the early signing period, we signed uh, one young lady from Texas who's a really nice player. I think she was ranked six or eight uh, coming out of the state of Texas, and then another uh, young lady uh, out of Wisconsin up near Chicago who's really good. They're, they'll both finish year top 100 American players, uh, you know, prospects, top 100 prospects. So they'll help us a lot. And then uh, we signed a, an international player from uh, Austria who's uh, very good, and uh, she'll help a lot. And, uh, you know, that's where sometimes, you know, our former players kind of help. You know, they go back overseas there and, uh, you know, they run into people and then they tell them, you know, what a great experience they had here in Huntington. And, uh, you know, then you have somebody who, you know, is really con giving us good consideration. They come here, they like their visit, like the medical facilities, <laughs> definitely helped. And, uh, yeah, she agreed and signed. And uh, so we have three of them now and we have one returning who uh, didn't play this year. So who, uh, had, who sat out the year. So uh, she'll be back too. We played last year. So how many more pieces do you think you need? Well, uh, right now we have one spot that's definitely open. So, uh, you know, we're looking uh, right now, we're still looking internationally. You know, kind of what happens is you kind of get into this late recruiting and, and really the top Americans, you know, you're looking at transfers, which we've found before. If you remember, you know, Michaela Kissel, who 
had an outstanding career, came in from Miami of Florida and made the NCAA tournament both years she was here. Uh, you know, his first team all-conference, you know, Conference USA. So, you know, we'll probably be either looking, you know, that route, trying to find, uh, you know, a, a really good transfer, uh, you know, for one reason or another, uh, you know, once the, uh leave the program that they're in or uh, to keep trying to look, you know, try to find some really good international kids. And you've never considered just, hey, I'll let's see what we got here locally. Uh, do you recruit the West Virginia? Can you recruit? Is, uh, is the, is the, is the level know, here good enough for well, you? Well, you know, it, 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 it's we know the level pretty well from the standpoint that uh, my wife, uh, we have a junior program that she runs out at the Huntington Tennis Club uh, for eight months, and then it switches over to Guyan uh, Golf and Country Club in the summer. Uh, you know, they let some – uh, you know, the players come in there, and uh, we really know all the boys and all the girls. So we go to the state tournament. I mean, usually uh, she, myself, Jason, uh, we're, there's been years where every kid who won a state championship title, we coach them. Uh, we teach them. Uh, so, you know, we do a lot of stuff in the evening, uh, you know, uh, with those type of players and those high school players. So we, we know the level, and there's been some really good ones come out of here. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes they, you know, just want to get out of Huntington and experience something different. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you wish they would stay, but, <laughs> but, uh, they don't always. And then, you know, but it's a certain level. I mean, we're, we're playing at, uh, you know, a level that, you know, traditionally, you know, we have the Darius and the Annas and the Kelly Schmitz, and, you know, they're, they're, they're playing with the best of the best. So, you know, they're playing with blue chip All-Americans, you know, from Miami, Florida, and all these places. And uh, when you look at it, there's there's only so many of those players in the world. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and a lot of times those players, you know, they're trying to decide, you know, they go on pro, you know, just like, you know, players going to the NBA right. or so on. And so, um, you know, we, got, we have to be really careful. You know, when you have the eight players, uh, you have got to be careful who you're taking because you don't want to, uh, you know, when you start running injuries, you, you better have a little depth. So, Did Marshall's basketball success uh, help you, or will it help you as far as uh, visibility of the program? I know it's helpful in other avenues, but as far as what you run into, I mean, Marshall already has a pretty good tennis name, so does that help you, or does that open up another door? Yeah, I, think, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we had a lot of really good years when football was doing really well. Uh, you know, now that the basketball is doing better, I mean, you know, a lot of kids, they notice that. Uh, I know our recruits do. I mean, they send me text messages and they're excited and, you know, the people in their high schools and so on, they, they know, you know, they, they follow uh, Marshall. And so, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. I mean, it, it definitely helps. The more, it's all the sports, really. I mean, the, the more the names out there in every sport, it helps recruiting because you never know. There might be, you know, a track and field athlete in Miami, who's agreed to come here to Marshall and there's a really good tennis player at their school. And, you know, I've had that happen before too. And, you know, all of a sudden they have an interest in it also. So the, the more, the better, definitely for sure. You listen to the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here today at the union pub and grill. John Mercer with us, Marshall tennis coach. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on the clock here because uh, your day never ends. Your day Pretty never much. ends. We'll you teach until 10 tonight. <laughs> Every time I try to get you on the show, it's I'm teaching today. I'm coaching or I'm teaching. What do you, uh, what do you want? Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're a, a wanted 
wanted commodity, but that's good. That's good. That's what we want. We want kids. We want to be working with people in the community. We want to develop state champions, and you know, hopefully, we can get some of them to come play for us here at Marshall. And and we want to have a really good you know program here at Marshall so that you know young people and kids can see that, and it all kind of interacts together. Really, uh, that's kind of how our program works. You know, one goes hand in hand, and. So, you know, we're hoping the, the Marshall tennis program really aids the community and gets kids out playing and being active. We need some more tennis memorabilia up here. Um, here at the Union, you can find something from everything. Thankfully, we've up front here, we've got some tennis up front. Yeah, we have our two NCAA finalists, which is nice. We need a couple of Kelly Schmitz and Michaela Kissels and uh, a few of the Dominica, Zoprasna, so all-time doubles leader here. I'm sure if you bring it down, it will find its way in a frame here. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they've always taken good care of us here. Yeah, we so need. We don't want any. Stanley's Schmitt. been great. No Schmidt stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> no, none. Uh, now we're still not friends when it comes to she, football. Yeah, she's got a lot of wins. I don't know. <laughs> got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, do I have so to? You have to. She is so my nemesis in life. She left, you know she that. left it all out on the court. I'll tell you that. She really, she gave 100, percent and I can't tell you how much it is appreciated every time out there. <laughs> every time you go out and compete. Uh, that you have kids like that on the team. You know what you need is her Ray Lewis dance. Yes, she was pretty good. Except, uh, yeah, I don't know why she picked Ray. I'm not quite sure about that. Being the Steeler fan that she was, but she's a Baltimore know. fan. <sighs> yeah, she's in the closet Baltimore fan. Uh, yeah, Bring her out. That's just kind of strange. Yeah, next Cleveland team. I can't. That's that's just very strange. John Mercer, I guess you got to get because you got to go to work now. Yes. Don't want to get in trouble with the boss. No, no, you don't want to get in trouble with the boss, and we know who the boss is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> John Mercer, our guest, Marshall Tennis. We're at the Union Pub and Grill. We'll be back with more here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 8420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Monday specials, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. And, of course, this is where you want to gather to watch anything and everything that is sports-related. we got a lot of NBA and NHL playoff action still to go. So if you're looking for a place tonight, you can't beat the Monday special with the $1.50 bundles and the $2 call shots and, of course, the best service in town here at the Union Pub and Grill. So we get a lot of hockey to get into. Some big matchups, some important matchups, and I know um, NHL hockey playoff-wise is just still the best. I love it more than I do the NBA playoffs. Now, I think the NBA, the problem is there, it's, just, it's almost too chalk. We've touched on that. Uh, the Stanley Cup, I, I don't think you can completely guarantee who's going to get to the finals. I mean, I've got the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the first-year team. I've got them going to the Stanley Cup. I did go a little chalk, though, with the Pittsburgh Penguins, just a little bit on that. Uh, I, I, took a, I took a flyer on the Devils. It didn't pan out for me, but I also went with the – the Ducks over the Sharks, uh, that didn't pan out for me as well, but it's not necessarily going to be completely chalk, so 
every game seems to mean something. It feels like every game's a game seven. Uh, you see Cleveland take on Indiana in game one. Did that feel like a big-time playoff game to you? I mean, do any of them feel like they're playoff games? And that's the difference. Every single game in the Stanley Cup playoffs feels like a big-time game. Of course, I'm not going to convince you. only way I can convince you is to have you turn on the television and just watch it yourself. And if you do, I think you're going to find that it's pretty fun. And that's what I was watching a little bit of yesterday, just keeping an eye on the hockey now. Of course, uh, I'm rooting. I can't believe this, but uh, I am rooting for the Washington Capitals to take out the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm maybe not going to make any friends with that one, with Columbus being the closest NHL team. It's sort of split here. I don't see that many Columbus Blue Jackets fans, though. It's more of a Pittsburgh Penguins area than it is a Blue Jackets area. And, of course, the Penguins have been at it a lot longer, and the Blue Jackets are a lot closer, but still... This is, uh, it seems to be more of a Penguins area, a Penguins fan base. Uh, it's more of a, a Steelers fan base. Sorry, Luke Creasy. It's not a Philadelphia uh, fan base in football. Or is it? Well, probably not now that the Vinny's gone. I never asked you, Luke Creasy, our producer, I never asked you, Luke, that had to hurt Vinny no longer being a Philadelphia Eagle. That's got to be paining you right now. It it is just a little bit painful, but and I uh, I definitely think that, that he'll do well for himself in Tampa Bay. Though the Eagles had to make some roster moves, owed everybody way too much money. You know how the you know how that is. But uh, Vinny making the move down to Tampa, I think he'll do well there. You're gonna root for Vinny, except when they play the Eagles. How are you gonna do that? I'm a Vinny Curry fan, uh, so I, I I mean I'll definitely. Uh, I don't know about buying a Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat or anything, but the Eagles do play Tampa Bay in week two this year. So uh, Vinny will get yeah. a shot at, uh, back at that Eagles offense. So we'll see. I like that matchup. That, that'll be fun, at least for us. That's going to be one of those matchups where we get something out of that. Maybe not everybody else will see what the, uh, the fuss is in week two. Well, a lot of Herd fans will probably be tuning into that game just out of uh, curiosity there. Now, the NFL draft is coming up real soon. I'm not confident that we're going to see anyone from Marshall called on draft day. And I know a few players have uh, made that decision to go out for the NFL draft. Uh, you know where I'm going with this, Luke. I'm talking about one uh, quarterback, formerly of the Thundering Herd, Chase Litton. Do we see him called I don't think he's a first rounder by any stretch but you know sometime during draft week do we hear his name called I think there's you know I think there's some hype around Litton that a lot of people didn't see maybe coming into the draft I know Kuyper has picked up on him some and uh, I, I think if nothing else people might it might be one of those Similar stories like Michael Clark. He gets a shot purely based on his size because you don't want to pass up on a guy that's 6'3", you know, 240, uh, that has the potential to be, you know, a good NFL quarterback and stand in there. I think he may get a look in, you know, third or fourth round purely based on potential there, Paul. Do you draft on potential, though, or do you want to make sure that you're getting something? I mean, he might be a six-rounder. I don't know if I'm wasting a four on him. I might put him in a six. I'm not trying to uh, undersell him here, but at the same time, you know, 
quarterback is a, a really delicate position. You've got to get the right guy or, you know, your whole offense is, is for nothing. I mean, and there are still a lot of guys out there in free agency that, well, if I'm looking for a quarterback, do I take a shot on this guy from uh, Marshall or do I take one of these proven guys that are fl- uh, sitting out there? I don't know. It's a really delicate dance, but I don't know if he's ready. I mean, going out in your junior year, really he accomplished a few things here, but he didn't have that – super stellar career at Marshall, which I think he might have had in his senior year, which could have bolstered his resume at that point. Yeah, I think best case scenario for Chase Litton would be maybe to to go to a team where there's already an established quarterback. There's no quarterback controversy that he might create if he does make a few good throws in camp, but someone that he can learn under. I think there's a lot of potential out there, a lot of different landing spots in the NFL that you know could be good for him to to learn from higher ups and and to mature a little bit um as he would have done probably in his senior year here at marshall but there's no doubt he's got the arm strength to do it um inaccurate at times yes but uh those errors can be fixed with reps and i think he'll learn quick that uh you know some of those inaccuracies some of those errant throws won't fly in the nfl if he's if he's gets the chance now as a unintended result i think marshall gets better at the quarterback position long-term, instantly, just because he's not there, because now there's competition for that position again, and you're bringing in, hopefully, uh, someone who's going to really excel at that position, and I hope that we don't have a quarterback issue for Marshall football for years to come, because I think you're going to see some depth at that position, and at the same time, it's going to be ultra-competitive. I mean, you don't have to you know, be a rocket scientist to understand that, okay, now the quarterback position means something, and it's meant something even in spring drills. So for the guys maybe fighting to be maybe the number two guy. Well, in a competition, I mean, it, like you said, Paul, it's going to mean something this year because last year coming into camp, there was nobody that was going to challenge Chase Litton for that starting role. And I think this year you've got a couple different names uh, that could potentially be uh, the lead guy for the Thundering Herd, obviously the transfer coming in. That's going to be the favorite, but I think there's a lot more competition there, and not just uh, n- not just there at that uh, quarterback position, but talk about some you know some defensive reps that that uh, can be fought for there t- for the starting role and uh, the exit of uh, longtime herd guy Rodney Allen, C.J. Revis, um, those kind of guys that were role players at times, but they you know leave a spot there for someone to come compete in, and I think. Uh, that herd fans, if they're able to come out to the spring scrimmage this Saturday, might uh, might like what they see in the Thundering Herd. They've been working hard uh, here through spring practice and uh, sh- should be exciting. Do we get a situation where Marshall decides, you know what, we're going to take that indoors here. The weather's not been great this, uh, this week, and it's predicted to be terrible. I don't think we're going to go to the extent that a few schools have and canceled the game all completely, but – yeah, I don't know uh, what, how much or what you can really get out of this final game weather-wise. I mean, I, yeah, you and I will be there, but I'm kind of curious how many Hurt fans are going to show up to see this game. Well, if you remember last year, they moved that game indoors uh, too. and it, You know, I, I'm all for the indoor athletic facility. It's a great asset uh, for recruiting and to be able to practice indoors, but it, it honestly just felt like another practice to me. It didn't even feel like – uh, a real scrimmage. Cause I've been to green and white games before. I've been to the annual spring scrimmage, and it, 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 there's just something that that is missing when you know when the spring game isn't played in the June. I hope the weather holds up. The rain's only supposed to stick around for a couple of days, so we'll see. But I definitely, uh, 
I definitely am looking forward to being there. They moved inside. I think it'll be neat, though. I mean, it was a, it was an interesting experience to go and watch them play. But you're right; it felt like a practice. But the game itself is really not a game. It's more or less a, a practice with a little showy to it because there are going to be a, a lot of fans there who maybe for the first time haven't seen their herd, and it's always a a, a fan friendly event to a degree. So. It's not really a game. It's more of a, okay, this is a practice with game-like elements, maybe the best way to describe it. Paul, you know one guy I'm excited to see this year? Tyree Brady. I'm looking forward to seeing him not only um, this year, but with some new offensive plays. Because, let's be honest, when you get a new guy to come in and you get a whole new setup for your coaches – Guys are sometimes chomping at the bit to get out there, play, show the new coaches what they can do. Uh, these guys come ready anyway, but you've got a whole new situation where Marshall's still going to be Marshall football, but how different will Marshall football really be? And we're not going to see that for sure in the green-white game, but game two, Tyree Brady, yeah, I would throw to him early and often. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the size is there, the speed is there, and you saw glimpses of that uh, even last year. And uh, he missed, you know, a couple games down the stretch, the final two games of the regular season. But uh, – and some were surprised that he didn't make the jump and go to the NFL. But he said, you know, we've got unfinished business here. The bowl game was nice, but we won a conference championship. And if he plays to his full potential uh, with a quarterback that can get the ball to him, air it out, and then, see, you know, some new fancy offensive plays in there uh, – that, that'll be exciting to watch. I think the right people are talking to him, and that's key. Sometimes people get into your head and tell you you need to leave early, and maybe that's the right decision. Sometimes it's not, and that brings me to the point of Ideen Peniba. I don't know if that's the right decision. Only Ideen knows what's best for him, and he made his decision. But if you read between the lines, it kind of felt like, and I was reading Chuck Landon's column, and again, uh, Chuck brought some interesting points up that maybe facilities are an issue for Marshall basketball. Let's be quite candid. Marshall's not blessed with the best basketball facilities, and that's not a, a secret to anybody. They could be better. Yeah, they could be, but I, I, I don't know how much of an effect that you know that played into his decision. I mean, Pinnova's coming off a great year, and that's the decision you see sometimes. People have one good standout year. They've shown improvement. They've showed gr showed growth and, you know, ha have a chance to go professional, whether that's in the NBA or, or for Ideen. It makes sense for him to go back to Europe and play at least for a couple of years to develop. Obviously has that goal of getting to the NBA. But I think that uh, Marshall basketball is in a good place, and I think that this isn't going to become, you know, a common theme. Guys, you know, have one good year and then go exit. But I think with continued success, some of that, uh, some of those facilities can begin to be upgraded once, you know, basketball kind of establishes itself. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's nationally prominent, but but always there in the mix in Conference USA. I think once that happens, it's it's almost kind of an automatic. Hey, okay, you do this, and then you get the up upgrade, almost like an incentive kind of thing. We've got more on the way. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. A reminder, the Monday special, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. More on the way here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. We are here at the Union Pub and Grill. Today, the Monday special, $1.50 bottle, $2 call shots. It's all right here at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. It's the Union Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are wrapping up today's edition of the show. It's been fun. I want to thank John Mercer for uh, hanging out with us earlier from Marshall Tennis. Uh, good to get him out and in the union today. I'm just happy that I get my hockey hats finally. He's been talking about this uh, Penguins hat for a while. The 2016-17 back-to-back Stanley Cup cha- autograph by Mario Lemieux. So I'm going to have to put that somewhere nice and away from people. Uh, do me a favor, Luke Creasy, our producer back in the studio, um, keep Adam Rogers away from me for a couple of hours until I can get this hat away and somewhere safe. Hey, I got, I got you taken care of, Paul. I'll make sure, I, I'll make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Okay, I mean, are, are you a Flyers fan? Or, I mean, you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Are you a Flyers guy? Now, listen, I just recently got into hockey. Okay. okay. So my girlfriend and her family are big Pens fans. So All right. I guess by by nature, not not by nature, I'm not a fan, but I do have a pinned shirt on right now. Okay. And so a hat should... and a hoodie. So I guess I'm not not a Pins fan, but I'm not a Flyers fan. I've been told that's a no-no. Okay, by her. Yes. Okay. Do you have plans to marry this girl? Put me on the spot, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I mean, come on, what's what's more important? Your 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 love of sport or this or or your girlfriend? I mean, you might have to make a decision soon here. What's more important to you? These are some hard questions, but uh the girlfriend's <laughs> see, prettier, prettier than sports sometimes. Okay, fair enough. See, these are the questions you're gonna have to answer. You know, do I love her enough to be a whatever fan of whatever team you have to be? Are you that's the goal here. Find the girl that you can live with and maybe still live with your favorite sports team. Now, I have told her that the Steelers are off limits for me. I, okay. I, I will never be a Steelers fan. Does she accept that? She has accepted. Is that a short-term agreement? Is that a long-term agreement here? Well, if it's not a long-term agreement, it's a short-term relationship. Oh, there you go. See, okay. So you have some standards here. I mean, for example, I'm a Bengals fan. And I guess I'm going to continue to be a Bengals fan. Also, if she's listening right now, I'm dead. <laughs> um, I'll make sure she. I'll make sure I'll upload a different show today on the podcast. Yeah, she'll never know. Tell t- tell her the podcast is down. She'll never know. By the way, you can go to our podcast and uh, you can download the show. All you have to do is subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Also, we're on Stitcher Radio. We are on TuneIn. And, of course, you can go to our website at wrvc.com. Unless you're Luke Creasy's girlfriend, then you are not allowed to go to any of those places to listen to the show. Is that covered for you, Luke? Yeah, sounds good, Paul. Sounds good. Okay. All right, back in the studio tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. I want to thank John Mercer and Marshall Tennis for joining us earlier here at the Union Pub and Grill. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again for our pit crew in the studio. One Gabriel Sellers and one Luke Creasy. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.
Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station.